You are listening to Tuesday Takes with the Tommy Experience. Tune into the ColorCast app on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Central Time to listen to the show live, chat with the boys, and maybe even be on the show. Download the ColorCast app or go to TommyExperience.com for more information. And now, here's the show. All righty. It is Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. Tuesday takes on the ColorCast app. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Jason, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Tommy. How are you? Doing well. Uh, I feel great. I feel vibrant. I feel fresh, Uh, which is a good thing because we got ourselves a show today. Um, we will not we got a lot to talk about plenty to talk about, um, gambling and that, that we suck at it, college football playoff, NFL stuff, and anything else that comes up along the way, by all means, there's no time limit on this thing. So we're just going to go for it. Um, real quick, right off the bat, Jason, I feel like we've had a string here of like, three or four shows in a row where really cool people just die. And now we have Bob Saget joining yeah. the list. Yeah, that was really sad. He was, um, he was a really funny guy. Um, I, I just, I always enjoyed his style of like dad humor. He was, I think he's like the best at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we need, we've, we've had a couple, couple sad ones recently. I feel like we like are, our age group just grew up in the perfect time for Bob Saget because he was our dad for when we were kids. And then he was a raunchy comedian when we were like old enough to understand things and stuff. And I feel like we grew up at the perfect time to be a Bob Saget fan and crazy that he's, that he has passed away. A lot of people, uh, were affected by this i mean he was he was everywhere he did everything i watched the uh a couple like i watched a little bit of his roast that he did and everybody just loving on him and or hating him but loving on him uh the voice uh the old or the older ted from how i met your mother uh it took me like four seasons to realize that that was bob saget but i knew his voice so yeah unfortunate that we start the show like that but I would be stupid to not mention it. So, uh, but I don't know how to do transitions. So I'm just going to go into the next thing on the list. Jason, <laughs> we suck at gambling. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, for, at least for, for, for me this last week, I haven't been doing everything on the action app. The action app has not gone well. Uh, my picks on there, but you know, not everything is on there always. So I'll do some bets outside of that. And sometimes I don't want to include my parlays, um, in, you know, in our, our, you know, our tracking. So I've done some bets outside and, and my problem has been that I am almost good at gambling and that <laughs> is almost worse. I think because how many, yeah, how I've many now parlays? had four straight, uh, five plus leg parlays busted by one leg. Um, and these are like, you know, we're talking third, uh, 35 to one payouts or higher, on like, you know, five or six results and hitting four out of five. Um, and some of the losses have been egregious. I mean, you know, Arsenal losing to Nottingham Forest, a, a, a team three divisions under them um, in a cup game uh, is, 
astounding. Um, and and when it when it happened, I texted you. I said and I said put the house on it because I was sure it <laughs> yeah. was going to happen. You did. When it lined up that it was Arsenal, it was going to be. It was they were going to lose, and I knew it. Yeah. Um, but it's been rough lately, and I kind of wish I was just worse, so it didn't get anywhere close to hitting. I understand. Yeah, yeah. The the parlays that you have five or six games on there. And only one of them fails. That that hurts. And then and then you get trapped into the next time you do it. You're like, oh, I'll just do like a round robin situation. And then only two of them hit. And it, it you're just you're just a loser all the way around. So I understand it. I feel like this was the problem that I was having. Like right when we first started, I couldn't buy a victory anywhere. Um, so I will sit here and tell you that I think things are going to be looking up at some point. Uh, I think you're going to be okay. Uh, and hopefully that happens here in the playoffs um, going forward. You got the Super Bowl coming up, and then March Madness is coming up. So there's a lot of opportunities to get back into the game here for you. Yeah, and I, I did my first uh, EPL, um, which is my favorite league. It's probably the league I know the most about in soccer. Um, I did my first one on the Action App today and hit it. So I'm 1-0 in there. Um, so we'll get some more Premier League games back on the schedule, and that'll you know lean into my strengths a little bit more, kind of get away from basketball and hockey a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, we have Africa Cup of Nations going on. Or I'm sorry, not the Cup of Nations, the uh, AFCON um, going on right now, which is, you know, that is their version of the Euros or, you know, Copa America. Uh, that is Africa's version. So it's everybody goes and plays and takes it very seriously. Yeah. There's a lot of really big soccer names that, that are from, um, you know, African countries. Uh, a couple of our guys that play for Arsenal uh, will be going and playing for their teams. But there will be good high-level soccer to bet on with that. Um, so I'm hoping that helps turn the tide too. Yeah. Big AFCON guy. Let me tell you, I know everything there is to know about AFCON. And uh, you're absolutely right. And yeah. There's nothing more for me to say about it. Um, so I'm just going to move on. Uh, but I'm glad to hear that you're 1-0 in the English Premier League. That is your league. Those are your guys. Uh, and then I, that's a league that I will follow you into the dark on. You you are great at telling me the picks, and I'm great at following you. And you've steered me <laughs> right more than you've steered me wrong. So I'm going to ride with my boy because that's what I do. Uh, I will point out also League One, Liga One. I don't know how I'm supposed to say it, but you are one and one, and that's your other best league that you bet in. So, yeah, I think things yeah. are looking up. If you want to say it really like like really pretentiously, you can say it like the French say it and call it League One. But you know, League One works. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, myself, I'm sitting at uh, 26 and 34. Uh, I've been striking iron on hockey lately. I know you said that you want to get away from hockey, but your boy's nine and four uh, in the in the week on hockey. I'm feeling good about hockey. I got a couple out there tonight that are happening. I have the Blackhawks over, which the Blackhawks are about to get started here. And they put out their lines on Twitter of their starting lineup, and it's atrocious. So I really feel like the defense is just going to break down, and we're going to see some goals. Whenever the Blackhawks, whenever I feel like they're not going to win, I just automatically bet the over. More times than not, I'm right on both ends to not pick the Blackhawks and the over go. So that game's about to get started. Um, we're going to try to have a better week here. If you want, you can follow our picks on the Action Network if you go to TommyExperience.com. 
and then uh, click on Tuesday Takes on the side panel. Yeah, you'll see some links that look like check marks. Those are our picks on the Action Network, so you can keep up with those. Uh, or you can follow Tuesday Takes on the Twitters. So, this is Jason. My name is Tommy. We make up Tuesday Takes. We have a lot to get into today, uh, partially because we saw the last week of football in the regular season. We're heading to the playoffs. Chaos ensued, and we have seven now, since we're starting this now, we have seven coaching vacancies in the National Football League. I think we should get started there. I'm not going to dwell too much on here about the Bears because I did that yesterday. If you go and listen to the Tommy Experience podcast, I went off for about 40 minutes all by myself. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, you can hear it, but I'm not happy I should be happy because the Bears did exactly what they were supposed to do, but they did it in the way where they did nothing I wanted them to do, which is the most Bears thing ever. So go check that out. Uh, but we have some other vacancies here to talk about, Jason, and I want to get started with what happened in Miami. Yeah, um, I I mean, is it is it that much of a surprise? I mean, they were you know, not you know, favored to, I mean, they, they come into the season, they were predicted to, to compete. I mean, they weren't favored to win the division, but a lot of people saw them competing. Um, this was a three-year project that they put around, you know, Tua um, and the defense and, and Miles Gaskin and, and, and their core is, is other than Jalen Waddle who came along this last draft, you know, their core has been put together for, for the last two and three years around Flores. And, and he hasn't, he hasn't made a playoff. He, you know, he's now playing in a in an AFC East that doesn't have Tom Brady in it. So he doesn't have that, you know, the Dolphins don't have that out anymore of, of well, you know, Brady took it from us. Uh, now is their time to win and they haven't done a lot of it. So is it surprising? Yeah, because they went on that run. But really, if you look at the big picture, he's under underachieved. Um, you have your, your quarterback talking openly about how you can't get along with him. Um, you know, saying that he's just can't manage people. Um, so I don't know if him and Tua could have done another year together anyways. Um, but I, I don't think it's as surprising when you really d kind of dive into it and look at, at what's gone on in Miami the last three years. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And uh, on top of that, I think it was pretty public that Brian Flores and then the the front office of the Miami Dolphins did not get along whatsoever. They uh, very vocally disagreed on the Tua Tugavailola situation where Brian Flores wanted to keep him and the front office did not. Uh, we never saw a move made to get Deshaun Watson, which in, in hindsight is probably a good thing because we don't know what the story is behind Deshaun Watson right now. Uh, but Brian Flores seemed very content with having Tua as his quarterback front office did not they saw things differently and Brian Flores is a name that is coming up a lot in Chicago and the reason why I don't think he will work or would work in Chicago is just because it would be way too good to be true the uh, Bears are there the way that the ownership is structured is they don't like controversy and they like happiness and joy and ha and Matt Nagy was a very happy and nice guy, and that's what the Bears want. They don't want somebody that's going to give it back to ownership. 
Uh, and Brian Flores is totally the guy that would make moves to be like, I don't care if you like me. I just want to win. And I just don't see that happening in Chicago, but I would love it. The thing that would scare me with Brian Flores is, yes, he went on a seven-game winning streak, but he also had a seven-game losing streak. And the seven games that they won were against very terrible football teams, except for maybe New England. Uh, so I don't know. I It makes sense that it's not happening. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit today that with the whole Jim Harbaugh situation and his name being out there, Stephen Ross, who is one of the owners, the main owner of the Miami Dolphins, also gives hundreds of millions of dollars to the University of Michigan. And he said that there's no scenario where they will be taking Jim Harbaugh away from the University of Michigan, which leads me to believe he's absolutely going to try to take Jim Harbaugh away from the University of Michigan. However, if he doesn't and he doesn't and he ensures that Jim Harbaugh stays at Michigan, does that put him in a situation where he would definitely rather see the Michigan Wolverines succeed over his own NFL team? Yeah, that's is that a fair uh, conspiracy I, I, you know theory? Like I like yeah, I, I don't know if if so we I, we texted a little bit about this uh earlier with you know with Har would Harbaugh leave at this point? Um I think that any NFL team he would go to right now would be able to to just he, he really is in the perfect job climate to try to enter the NFL. I mean, you went through a couple of the names, but there, I mean, there are so many good head coaching jobs right now. I mean, the Vikings head coaching job is, you know, what that like, that is a star running back. That is a decent game manager. That is a, a good set of receivers. Um, that is a, a prime job to walk into uh, the Raiders, you know, even the dolphins and the bears both have a lot of talent, even despite recent, you know, unsuccessful runs. So like, because there's so many openings and everyone's looking, if you throw a big name like Harbaugh into the mix, he's going to be able to ask for obscene amounts of money. Um, and, you know, and a lot of privileges and a situation where he can be really have a lot of freedom. Um, and I don't think, you know, we should expect immediate success out of that. Um, just like, you know, urban Meyer kind of reminds me of urban Meyer in Jacksonville but the markets for coaches is even worse right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think if I'm a bears fan, I'm probably okay. Not having, in fact, if I'm a, a fan of any team looking for a head coach, I'm probably okay. Not having Harbaugh um, at the same time. I, I do think he ends up making the switch and he ends, we end up seeing him in the NFL next year. Definitely. Um, let me, let me throw a name by you because obviously this, you know, you're a bears fan and this is a bears oriented podcast whether i want it to be or not um <laughs> trying but, to make it uh, not but i get no saying it just like i got no saying that uh video we made 10 years ago where we dedicated <laughs> a third of the video to you talking about how the bears win the super bowl yeah yeah no, um, but so let me i i thought about it you know earlier today and i was thinking of names that would be good good fits because i wanted to bring one to you what do you think about eric benemy not bad uh, really, here's my so mind. here's, here's my, my mindset. Thinking. Just so you know what my mindset is, anything that isn't Matt Nagy is a total upgrade. So whatever, I don't care. Yeah, well, then you're getting an upgrade anyways. But so I, I this might be against like the Chicago. Certain teams have like a lifeblood. Certain teams have a style, and and they and they always strive for that. 
like some offense, some people just like some offensive coaches just can't go to certain places. Um, some things are just built. And a lot of times I feel like the Chicago bears in the past and present have been built on defense first and really grinding out football games, maybe having a good running back, but not really having the great quarterback. Not, I, I can't remember a bears team ever that, you know, really ran like the West coast offense, um, you know, with, with shotgun plays and them driving down the field. I don't remember a bears quarterback who did that. Um, I think Eric Benemy's done an amazing job in the offense in Kansas city. Um, I, I think that he's worked with the best young quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. So that, I think that could really help in a mentorship of Justin Fields um, and his development. And I think you open up that offense because there are some legitimate threats on that team. Um, someone needs to start using David Montgomery correctly. Um, and I think you throw a guy like that who has that offensive pedigree and that pedigree of success and you give, and you find him in a situation where he's not that head coach yet. And he's kind of waiting to get that break somewhere. Um, and you could be the team that kind of locks it down and has him for a couple of years as you go through the Fields years and the Montgomery years. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the remainder of, of a lot of those defensive pieces that are kind of aging, um, like Khalil Mack. Can I ask you a question? Um, do you know who the previous offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs was that worked with Patrick Mahomes? Was it Matt Nagy? Matthew it Nagy. Was, was it? It's the exact same situation. Matt Nagy was seen as the guy. Nagy yeah, Matt Nagy was the guy that was seen as the one who worked with Patrick Mahomes and made it happen. And then he came to Chicago because he was labeled as an offensive genius after seeing what was taking place in Kansas City between both Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith. Uh, and then this is where we are. Now, I, I agree with you on a lot of things that you said because I think that Eric Benemy is a very good offensive-minded head co or coach that is going to get a chance at being a head coach. But I'd like to just put another take out there in the world of I think that his market for head coach is going to be affected by the job that Matt Nagy did in Chicago because he was ahead. Uh, he was the guy that came in after Matt Nagy and the offense is still kind of humming. Not maybe not as well as it was humming when Nagy was there. You know what? I take that back because they won a Super Bowl and they've been the two Super Bowls. So, but, um, <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of like okay the last time somebody tried this it ended up like the bears and in four seasons they went 34 and 33 made the playoffs once on a fluke season well, where they got a third of the wins that they had total in the four years in the one season i, I think matt Nagy's performance in chicago is going to affect him getting a head coaching job this year and i think his market is probably better for next year yeah, but will there be this many openings? I mean, I don't know enough head coaches right now that are yeah. experienced head coaches looking for a job. I mean, it might be Harbaugh, but uh, uh, you know, and it might be some of the fired uh, fired coaches True. moving positions to another one. Um, you know, Bill O'Brien and guys like that who have failed at one point and are back somewhere um, doing something in a capacity like in in college football might want to be coming back. Um, but I think a lot of these coordinators. Um, are, are going to be moving. I mean, there's there's a defensive coordinator uh, for the Colts 
um, who had interviewed for jobs last year. Uh, there's BNME, like we mentioned. There's uh, Joe Lombardi's the offensive coordinator for the Chargers right now, who looks like he could be stepping into the role. And obviously, he's the uh, uh, the grandson of of Vince Lombardi, so yeah. he's like football royalty. Right. Um, I think that would be kind of cool, just because like uh, Chicago, from a purely like almost aesthetic standpoint of like such a historic player going. I know that you know his his great or his, his grandfather was you know known for more for the Packers but I think just going to a, a, a historic team like the Bears or the Raiders or someone like that would really be cool for Joe Lombardi sure um but I, I think he moves Byron Leftwich um is is bound to leave Tampa Bay soon he's been doing so much he's worked with Brady now which is probably really only added to his football intelligence um there's the offensive coordinator for the Bills and what he's done with Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, even, there's a lot you know, of options Patrick, out there Patrick for Graham, sure. The, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of coordinators who are going to be head coaches next year. Um, and I think I under I get your point. Um, and, and, you know, and I also agree it might not even be the best way of thinking like, hey, you know, we don't want another Kansas City uh, um, offensive coordinator as our head coach because the way it went last time. I don't know if it's correlation or it's causation. You know, Matt Nagy might just have been floating on the laurels of of a good team for a couple of years. I'd also say, you know, uh, a guy like BNME winning Super Bowls that does that adds another component to a, a coach when you've led in a situation like that. I think it's important, but yeah. I, I do think that you know the Bears are going to have some some people to fight with um, because there's a lot of good teams that do want to compete. Uh, you know, I'd say the Bears, the Dolphins. The Raiders, the Vikings, maybe even the Giants yeah. uh, want to compete in the next two years. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, we got gonna be going after a lot of the same guys. Yeah. All right. I don't want to make this a whole uh, Bears episode because I already did that. So we're not going to talk about the Bears anymore. Um, so what I got for you is there are three teams that are looking for both a head coach and a general manager, which are the Chicago Bears, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and now the uh new york football giants because they did end up firing joe judge uh which makes sense they had to like they had to they absolutely had to they finally did it this afternoon probably like an hour and a half ago two hours ago so they did that and then you have the dolphins jaguars and raiders all um in positions where they need head coaches so there are seven head coaching vacancies three general manager vacancies uh, and a whole lot of chaos going on in between between if somebody's going to be in uh, in college or pro. I don't know. So uh, that's what I got for you. Um, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about the Bears. What's up, Liv? Uh, Liv was on a um, cast that I was on earlier. Uh, she's a great baseball mind, and now she's over here. So what's going on? Um, all right. Very cool. Welcome. Here's what I got for you. you. So just just to hit on one thing with the NFL, yep, 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 uh, you yep. said who's going to be in the college and the pros. Made me uh, just want to hit on the NFL draft really quickly. So now that we know the order, um, the Jags will go with the number one pick, um, and then Detroit, Houston, uh, the Giants, the Jets, Carolina, uh, the Jets or the Giants again. So they have two top ten picks. Then um, Atlanta, Denver, and, and the Jets also have two picks. So lot could be done in New York uh, going into this draft. I don't yeah. think like this is a big draft. Like I think this is probably the first one in a couple of years where I don't really know a lot of guys going into it. 
Um, I think this is yeah. I think this is this um, is a draft linebackers. I think this is a draft where you build your football team. Like you're not worried about star power or anything like that. This is a great draft for a team to start building and piecing together their football team for maybe not this coming year, but the year after, and maybe the year after that to see what young stars are coming out of the draft. Then maybe that's when you worry about your quarterback or your running backs or your wide receivers. But this draft coming up is going to be perfect to build the core of your football team. I think. Yeah. Look out for the New York giants and look out in fantasy next year for uh, Saquon Barkley. If the giants take two linemen in the first 10 picks Yeah. Um, and really like commit to rebuilding that O-line, like everybody who's ever owned Saquon Barkley in a fantasy league or been a giants fan um, has has been screaming at them to do for like five years. Definitely. Um, if, if they go ahead and do that, that could be big. Yeah. Also, uh, I think like Denver's in an interesting position with the nine pick um, because they could go ahead and grab a quarterback and take a risk on like because they could have the top guy. I think it's Matt Corral um, or from uh, he was from Ole Miss or there's a, a young guy coming out of Liberty uh, named Malik Willis. So there's a couple of chances. Uh, for a quarterback, maybe they go, they do take a chance because that is all that football team is missing is a quarterback. Yep. So uh, interesting. And I'm sure we're going to focus on it in the, in the coming weeks to see what happens, see which coaches and general managers go where. Um, but that's what we got for you there so far. Um, I do want to take a little bit of a break here in football action to touch on a couple of different stories. Uh, and both of them involve the Golden State Warriors. We're going to talk some NBA, so get ready. Um, the first one I want to touch on is I saw a post today from ESPN, and it's a quote from Steve Kerr, uh, who was on the Bulls in 1998, uh, and he was asked about if the Bulls in the 1996 season were to face off against the Warriors with Kevin Durant, could the Warriors beat them? And he said, quote, absolutely. You put us on paper with them. I like our chances. I'd say us in six. And I would like to squash that immediately because we're talking two different eras and two different basketball games. So I'm not even going to entertain the idea of one team beating the other. I'm just going to say absolutely positively i'm not doing this because we're in a completely different game of basketball and the and no i'm not entertaining it jason i i think that like to be fair Kerr probably wasn't entertaining it that much either just the fact that he answered it i don't think like that's the end of the world because he you that's the answer you have to give right like do you even have to give his response like does he even think that really i if you're the coach of an NBA basketball team who currently plays and you say, no, we would have beat them. Yeah. Like, what do you gain from that? What is like, what is, what is the team that follows you going to do? Like, how does that gain your current position at all whatsoever? Right. If he takes a shot at the bulls, maybe he gets booed next time they play in Chicago as you know, or maybe like, I don't know, next time he sees Michael Jordan and he shakes his hand, he gives him a hard, you know, like it's, it's not going to affect his day to day, but he's the coach of the basketball team that, that is currently playing basketball, um, much more important to keep them happy and focused and feel like a unit. You can't be going out as the head coach talking about another team beating the team that you're, you're currently the coach of. So I like, if you wanted to talk about 
like taking those two teams and comparing them, I think like a better comparison was when Durant played for the team and that's they what were it really was. a powerhouse. That that's what it, um, that's that would have been the, a better conversation to have. That's what the conversation is, is the Kevin Durant Warriors against the ninety six Bulls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I missed that point then. Uh yeah, I mean I think you he I think the point still stands that he has guys from that team playing for him right now. Fine. Um and those are the relationships that matter. Steph, you know, Steph being uh, on the team right now and, and him saying, yeah, Steph could guard Michael Jordan and give him, you know, give him help for six games. I think that's more important than his relationship with Michael Jordan. So I think like he has to say that and he has to, I, I think it would be a good game. I do think the Warriors probably win it because they have so many uh, threats, but they, you know, the Kevin Durant Warriors didn't win every title while he was there. So wow. um, I think about from a basketball sense, I think it, you know, it'd probably be a close game. Um, and two different errors is hard, like you said. But I think from like a story point of view about him saying that, it's a nothing uh, kind of comment because that's what he has to say. He has Fine. to go with the guys that currently play for him. Fine, whatever, I'll drop it. Uh, but it did. It if he wanted <laughs> to get a rise out of me, congratulations, it worked. Um, the other the other story I want to talk about with the Warriors is on Sunday, Clay Thompson, who was out for with uh, when he tore his Achilles. Um, a couple times, and he hasn't played in two or three years or whatever. Um, he came back, and he played on Sunday. Now, before the game, Draymond Green, who is his teammate, former Michigan State Spartan, he goes out, and he's warming up, and he decides that he there's something that feels weird. I think he's got tightness somewhere. He said that he's not going to play, but he wants to start the game for Clay Thompson's return. So the plan was, and and what happened was, he started the game and then immediately went and fouled one of the Cavaliers, whoever had the ball, and then uh, he was done. He was done playing. So they took him out of the game. <laughs> well, word got out in the gambling world, and people started hammering and parlaying together the uh, lines for Draymond Green and points, assists, and rebounds and stuff because they heard he was going to play the start the game, but then not play. Took the books to yeah. the woodshed. And there was uh, uproar about this, obviously. And there was talks of books just canceling all the bets. And then there was talks of canceling the winners, but still making the losers who put over for Draymond like pre like way ahead of the game talks of them still losing so the gambling world exploded it ended up that all the books decided to to keep it as is and let the winners win and the losers lose but the books got taken to the woodshed on sunday because of that and i think wow it was incredible i wish i i wish i knew and i wish i was smart about it and i wish i was on it yeah it's just like one of those things sometimes it Sometimes it falls in your lap and you get gifted. There's probably a few, like, uh, I know they use algorithms and I know they're always changing their probabilities, but there has to be human beings looking out over that and being, you know, odds maker, um, you know, managers or something in those departments at, at those big name bookies. Uh, and I bet you a couple of them uh, at the least got reprimanded for that because that's news that they need to have um in order to adjust the odds correctly i yeah. wouldn't have expected by the time and i didn't hear about it but if it had been you know something i was maybe a little bit more in the channels of um i wouldn't 
I would have expected that by the time I read it, they would already have fixed their odds for it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's a business decision too, to just kind of go with it. Blackhawks just scored, by the way, I took I know. them in a parlay. So, Oh, um, to win. But, uh, yeah, yeah. To win, oh. to win. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, so, I appreciate I'm, that boost, but also I have the over, yeah. so whatever. Yeah. There okay. Go. Like um, so yeah, so yeah, so uh, for me, uh, I I think like that's the right business decision because if you're gonna like start tampering with when you can decide when to pay somebody out or not on a bet they made, um, you're gonna lose business. There's too many sports yeah. books. I'll go across the street um, if if you're not gonna pay me out when I win. So yeah. there was also uh, a rumor that congrats. Yeah, there was also a rumor that all the like most of the people that that took advantage of that loophole their name is like blacklisted so they're not going to be able to join any more books ever but i don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition or not so uh but great day to be a winner on that one i'd say um okay so i want to ask you something this isn't on the sheet so be ready um i was listening to a cast earlier today on here and <laughs> i ended up having a really long conversation with a couple people about mlb uniforms you know normal stuff uh, so, yeah. Jason, yeah. I wanted to ask you really fast, what is your favorite MLB uniform today? Like, what is the best current uniform? Yeah, home, way, alternate, whatever, and whatever team, just which which uniform uh, that is worn today is your favorite? So, for anybody that listens to the show, like, I, I don't think I'm much of a homer in a lot of sports. Um, I think I talk about the Saints pretty, um, you know, unbiasedly. I, I think even with Arsenal, I can speak pretty unbiasedly. Um, the Once we get into the baseball season, you'll see baseball is my most biased sport. Um, so the answer is going to be about the Angels every time. Um, <laughs> for me, it's the like the early 2000s, late 1990s, like disgustingly ugly um navy and white uniform with the light blue pinstripes and that hideous california angels logo with the wings coming off of it that's That's the favorite uniform watching watching such an ugly uniform that was such a part of my childhood be worn by such good baseball players like mike trout and shohei otani is so entertaining to me and i can't explain why um not that i think that that's the most attractive looking jersey in baseball no it's but just that what is your favorite is. my favorite yeah in, and they wore that this year did they yeah they wear it every year every year that's like their throwback you can play with it on mlb the show i mean mm. that is there they claim that that is a a throwback uniform um so that's probably my answer okay. i do love like i like bright colors so i like you know powder blues and stuff like that i sure. like a little bit of goofiness and i fall heavily for nostalgia um, but one thing I hated was there was something you shared, and it was a red Cubs jersey, and it did made you me see a that? Mad. I'm not. Even I a saw Cubs it. Fan, yeah, I saw it on but, Twitter today, and thank God it's not real. But they had the Angry Bear Pat or Angry Bear logo on the left chest, which it, which that I mean I like that logo fine, but the jersey was red on the Cubs, and that is just illegal. So luckily it's not real. But somebody was just on uh, Photoshop or whatever. Uh, I tweeted it. So if you go to at Tommy Irby 36, it's it's somewhere on there. But oh, my God. Yeah, that was one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. Um, 
As for my yeah. favorite MLB uniform today, I'm going to go not biased here, uh, anti-biased almost. I have two that come to mind, and both of them are very similar. And that is the road grays for both the Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox. I think those are the two most perfect road uniforms. Uh the Tigers incorporating the orange on the road that they don't incorporate uh, in the home uniforms. I like that. I like the script Detroit on there. I like that they do an orange D on the hat rather than white on the road. And then the White Sox uh, road grays, it's just the script across the front that says Chicago. And it's the it's the same script that the Bulls had on their uniforms when they had script on the uniforms. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's a cool looking logo and it's a cool looking uniform. Uh, I love the socks patch on the sleeve. So I went with the, I went with the crosstown rival and an American league central team as my favorite uniform. So every now and then I'm not biased, Jason. Yeah. And the Cubs have a good Jersey. So it's like, that's something you could actually get away with being biased on. I think like best looking, um, I, I, I love uh, the powder blue um, Toronto Blue Jays uniform. Mm, I think that's a really nice. good looking uniform. Like I said, I like those bright colors and stuff. So yeah. I think that's a cool uniform. I also really like the Brewers. Um, like they, they actually have like probably the best like set of jerseys, yeah. I think, in, that, uh, in the MLB. Do you know like, the story the cool behind that logo? Good pinstripe. Go the, ahead. Do you know the, the story behind that uh, mitt logo? The one that's an M and a B, but it's in the shape of a glove. I heard it, but tell it really quick. There, uh, really quick, and I don't know all the details, but it was like a fan contest, and somebody drew that and submitted it, and the Brewers were like, "Yeah, that's that's now our logo," and that and that's how it became their nice. logo. Isn't that awesome? Which I mean, not a Brewers guy by yeah. any means, but awesome. Awesome, awesome logo. So yeah, yeah. The Brewers, the cool Brewers logo. have good stuff. I'm glad I put it back in the hats. I like the two. I don't usually like the two panels, but like that two panel with the front yellow that they wear with it yeah. is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then they have a pinstripe and a white, a clean white, which I like, like mixing those two in together. So that's probably like my favorite like set of jerseys. Um, but singular, I think that baby blue uh, Toronto Blue Jays is my favorite. Yeah. I think. Uh... I think one of the Brewers uniforms looks like Boy Scouts. The, like the blue and then the yellow <laughs> hat. They look like Boy Scouts when they're out there. So I think it looks cool. I think right. it looks pretty cool. All right. All right. I'm a fan. That was talking uniforms. I'm sure there's going to be some time down the road where there's not a lot of sports going on, and we're going to get deep into uniforms or something stupid like that. So, uh, okay. Moving on. College football championship last night, Jason. Uh, Georgia took down Alabama, uh, win their first national title in 41 years. They were down early, came back and won, sealed it with a pick six. Pretty good game. I did very well for myself financially on the game. Uh, you got the under, so everybody was a winner last night. I did not get the under. My under was parlayed with the Bama win. No! I didn't. Yeah, so I missed. I missed that game completely. Funny story, I have a buddy out here visiting uh, in Colorado, and and just the days he could take. We happened to be at the casino last night. We stayed up in the mountains and did some snowboarding, and when I do that, sometimes 
I'll stay in the little casino town. So I was up there sitting at a bar next to a guy who had hit an eight out of his nine legs on his parlay. No. And for $5,000 needed the Georgia Bulldogs to be plus three. Pain. Uh, plus, yeah, uh, minus three, minus three. Uh, so he was sitting right next to me and he was the nicest dude I've ever met. He was buying us drinks. He was just a cool dude. And I felt so bad rooting against him. And I was legitimately very happy for him. I was happy. You know, my wife is a Georgia Bulldogs fan. Her little brother was a red coat in the band. Um, so I was very happy for him. I was very happy for my family that are all Georgia Bulldogs fans, all the kids we grew up with in Georgia. Um, it's been an awesome year for Georgia sports. Yeah. Um, and I was happy for that guy cause he won five grand and we were, it was, it was, uh, it was, that was a fun experience to have, but I did lose very badly financially. Did he, and in our did he at least buy you a beer or something with his 5k? Oh, he'd been buying drinks the entire night before it hit or not. Oh, like he, we sat down guy. and I was like, yeah, we explained. And he was like, well, I'll buy drinks anyways. And he bought drinks throughout the whole game. So like super nice guy. I felt bad rooting against him because like you know Bama would score and I'd get excited and then kind of look over and be like oh man but he was buying drinks even before he hit it so yeah um glad for that guy glad for the state of Georgia too yeah you know uh whatever I mean they yeah they got the Braves uh, <laughs> they got the Bulldogs whatever uh yeah I have no it, they might become obnoxious the next year it might become might become they were bad. obnoxious when, that. they were obnoxious when they were losers now you handed them a couple yeah. titles this is terrible and last night it was like a lose-lose situation because Alabama just doesn't shut up either. So, whatever. I'm happy for yeah. them because I won money off of them. So, and I'll stick to that. Um, you know who I was rooting for that did win, though? It was a tie, but Blanche 66. Winner. The Cinderella story. The, the Cinderella story of the Tuesday takes. Bull Mania Challenge. We were rooting for Blanche for the comeback. Um, and they pulled it off. Have, have they DM'd you on, on Twitter? Do we know who Nobody these people are? has DM'd me. So uh, oh. they have until the end or the beginning of next week's show to DM me. This is Blanche66 and Wilson27. They are the two winners in the Tommy Experience thing. Uh, I They tied, so I feel like I owe both of them an episode. Um, so I'm giving them a week to contact me. If they do not contact, then we move on with our lives, I guess. But Blanche 66 and Wilson 27, two winners. Uh, please contact me via the DMs. Tuesday takes T-E-E uh, is, the, is the handle. So contact us. We would love to have you on for an episode. Um, and congratulations for winning at almost absolutely nothing. So good for you guys. Uh, that concludes that. We'll probably do another one for the. I would assume we're going to do one for the for the basketball tournament coming up. Uh, so so we'll I guess watch some college basketball and prepare for that. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up college football season. I will do. I will be doing as much research and uh, pre watching of March Madness as yeah. you do with EPL. Um, I will see as little as possible before filling out my bracket. Beautiful. Uh, and if you see college basketball picture me, you should probably ignore them because they're ill-informed. Um, and probably because I was just bored and there wasn't enough Tell other you sports what, on. In you, March. you feed me the, co the soccer picks. I will feed you the college basketball picks. That's a, a symbiotic relationship. I love it. I love it. Okay. 
All right, let's talk. Let's go back to the NFL here. Um, the playoffs are set, Jason. We we have the biggest wild card weekend in the history of wild card weekends this this coming weekend. Uh, we got seven games. Seven games, three days. First ever Monday night football game in the playoffs. Uh, but let's start with Saturday. Real quick, I guess we'll do our picks here. Uh, we have the Raiders taking on the Bengals. The Bengals are favored by six points. The total is 49 and a half. Jason, if you had to put some money on something, what would you take here? Uh, this is such a hard one because, like, I think we know what the Bengals are. They're a good team. They're pretty solid all around, but really a high-powered offense. You think 49 and a half would be pretty solid, and plus the Raiders – uh, look good in that too so i'm probably leaning towards the over that's what um, i was and i'd probably lean towards just the bills on the money line depending on what i could get i don't want the six points in a playoff game especially with the raiders and just how weird they can be um i i would be holding on to that minus six watching the Bengals up 21 to 7 and just be worried um yeah. you know so i i think money line or maybe the over um but i don't really like like a results driven pick on this i like um, I, I, I like the, uh, the, the over on the 49 and a half points. Yeah. And the, the Bengals money line would be pushing in the minus two hundreds, which makes it almost not worth it. So I would ride with you on the over there, 49 and a half. Uh, I'm sure the lines are going to move by the time that this game rolls around. So I'm not going to even probably look at it until Saturday. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the sound of the, of the over there. I think the Bengals offense is just awesome and the Raiders can keep up. I guess I should say. So with that logic, I think, uh, I mean, Raiders plus six sounds logical, but I like the over way too much to, to even consider it. So uh, we're on the same page there. Uh, the second and final game. I would, oh. say, I would say I might take the Bengals over or money line, not on that, uh, that bet. Like you said, it's not really worth it on its, in its own right. But if you're trying to put together like two or three or four team parlay, I do like the Bengals money line in that. Okay. Yeah, you're Mr. Parlay. I didn't even consider parlays as a bet. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so you're right. Would, Adding it because, to the, especially because yeah. the Raiders had to play meaningful football last week and yep. the Bengals did not. Yeah. So if it comes down to it, they have that extra week of rest. Yep. Good thinking. Good thinking. So, uh, we're both lined up on the over there, kind of like the Bengals to win, maybe the Raiders to stick around. So. Uh, second game on Saturday, two games on Saturday. We got the Patriots taking on the Bills for the third time this year. They split the, they split the first two. Both of the road teams won. The Bills are going to be favored by three and a half, and the total is forty-two and a half. Um, the first time they met up, there were no points. The second time they met up, the Bills couldn't be stopped. So, what happens? I, this one like stumps me beyond belief. I like I just don't know who wins. I don't know who the better team was. Like they both beat each other on the road, so it's not like I I don't know if like home field advantage or if you should root for the team that's away. Like I I don't I don't know which team is better. I don't know if these like offenses can put up the Patriots put up like what fifty points last week uh, or something ridiculous against the Dolphins. So. Both teams can score. Both teams have good defenses. Both teams are pretty well-rounded. I think, like, it's such a coin toss. I'm just going to take the points uh, and take the Patriots at plus three and a half um, just because I don't think I can watch the game and feel good about anything else with how 
unknown it all is to me. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like the over just because I'm a stupid idiot, but <laughs> uh, I hear you. I think the mm-hmm. Patriots are going to fight and, and, and make it more difficult than it should be on the Bills. So, um, Sunday, Eagles going to the Bucks. Bucks favored by eight and a half. The total's 49. Uh, eight and a half's a big number, but I don't see Tom Brady losing at home in the playoffs. Yeah, I'd like I eight and a half is a big number and forty nine, like they have such a good defense. I could see Jalen Hurts lighting it up. I could also see Jalen Jalen Hurts just having the worst game of his career and just really struggling against a Bucks defense that knows what playoff games are like. Yep. That has been together for a couple of years. Yep. That understands and that and that and that has Tom Brady to keep the offense on the field for a little bit. Nobody's a better clock manager in football. Nobody understands football as much as Tom Brady, who still wears a jersey. He is the smartest player. He he knows how to put his defense in good situations, and I could see that just crushing uh, a young Jalen Hurts and, and a young Philadelphia Eagles team um, that had to work really hard to get into the playoffs at all. Um, yeah. But I don't like the minus eight and a half either. Um, I, I think that like I might even avoid this game or just put the Bucks money line in like a parlay, like okay. with the Bengals, same yep. kind of situation where I don't like the points, um, maybe an alternate spread of like two and a half or even three and a half. Um, but I would like the Bucks to win. I love the Bucks minus eight and a half here. I It's a big number, but Tom Brady at home in the playoffs against a, just a weird Eagles team. I, I think this is bad news for the Eagles. I think it's ugly, and I think the Bucks like, I would take an alternate line at, like, 10.5. I think they're just going to stomp them. Okay. So there what you about it. the spread? Are you, or, or the points? I'm sorry. Are you going anywhere near the points on this one? Uh, No, because I don't trust the Eagles to score points. Tell you what, uh, I might look at a team total for the Bucks. Because I, I would assume, let's see, if the total is at 49, I'd assume it's in the like, 23, 24 range for team total. And I think they could do that in the first half, quite honestly. So, yeah, I I just love the Bucks in this situation. I think the Eagles don't stand a chance. And I I hate making definitive calls like this so early. But I, I can't make a case for the Eagles to score half as many points as the Bucks are going to score. So if somebody wants to challenge yeah. me on that, by all means, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. Would you maybe consider like a same game parlay on this where you have just Tom Brady lighting it up and, and the, you know, the, maybe the, the bucks to like lead at the end of every quarter or something like that. Like definitely anything to kind of blow that up since you're so confident in this one. Yeah. I think I would take the bucks straight up with the eight and a half, but then yeah, maybe like a team total situation parlay to see if I can, if, see if I can get some extra bucks. Yeah, definitely. But that's your influence okay. of parlays on me, and we both know <laughs> that you should be in parlay timeout. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, 49ers at the Cowboys. Cowboys favored by three. The total's 50 and a half. A lot of speculation with the with the Cowboys right now. They dropped the last two in the season. No dirt, no like direction, no no continuity that we saw at the beginning of the season. A uh, lot of pressure on them to go out and win this football game. 49ers have nothing to lose. Came back and beat the Rams to, to sneak into the playoffs. Uh, 
this is a troubling spot for the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that's why they're only favored by three at home. Yeah, I don't uh, like the first thing that jumps out to me is is plus three for the 49ers because maybe even like lose a little bit of odds and go plus three and a half just in case the Cowboys win by that like late field goal. Yeah. Um, but I the over I do like. They're two good offenses. I think I would take the over. Um, but I I might, you know, I, I this really could go either way because Dak Prescott can really just come out and have a stinker. Uh, the same thing with, with, with Zeke. I mean, and, and they've shown that, but I will say that by the same logic with the Bengals not having to play meaningful football, the Cowboys had semi-meaningful football with as far as trying to clinch a certain seeding, uh, but they've been running away with the East uh, for most of the year. The 49ers, like you said, they had yeah. to play playoff football in the last week of the, of the NFL season to be there at all. So I would expect the Cowboys to be fresher I'd expect them to be more rested, um, but I I like the over the most, um, and then the 49ers, I think, stick around at like plus three and a half or even plus three, depending on the odds. Yeah, I mean, what the payout would be, which I, I'd, I'd assume it'd be negative 110. So. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, I Just for the sake of watching Stephen A. Smith on Monday morning, I would love for the Cowboys to lose. I don't think they do lose, but I, it's just – the world's more fun when the Cowboys lose. It's just really funny. Uh, and we talked about uniforms earlier. I got in a beef with somebody on the Twitters uh, a few days ago, and it was about the Cowboys uniforms. Uh, and I said they were wearing, last week when they were playing the Cardinals, they were wearing their white alternate jerseys, but they were navy, not the royal blue. And I got in a fight with this guy, because I just, all I did was tweet out was like if the Cowboys wore those uniforms every week, that would be way better because they're uh, like their normal ones stink. And the guy, I forget what he said, but he was like, uh, I assume he probably wants to take the pinstripes off the Yankees uniforms. I'm like, yeah, if the pinstripes were royal blue, I definitely would. And if they wore green pants, absolutely. But. The Cowboys uniforms stink. I'm not wrong here, right? Uh yeah, I mean I like I like the the Navy's fine to me. I, I don't care about the Cowboys jerseys as much. Um I think that guy's point was like they're iconic, but uh yeah, I don't know. I think it's funny that you described that as a beef because it ended very cordially. You guys like wished each other happy holidays. I did. You know, said that you guys like it was very like it was very cordial. It was it was very light beef, but it was. Um, but yeah, then no, when like, I thought I, about I the point, I wanted to punch wrong. him in the face. I think that guy's also wrong because he's like his point was that the Cowboys like iconic jerseys were the navy ones, which they were the or I'm sorry, the light blue ones, the royal blue ones. They yeah. were the navy star on the shoulder jerseys first. Yeah, those were those were the original uh, whites for the huh? or the Dallas Cowboys. So. I, I I liked it. I like those jerseys, but I like different jerseys. Like I, you and I see differently. Like I like the Oregon approach. Like show me a different jersey every single game. Uh, um, and so I don't care about like the 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 history of it all as much, um, or like the tradition, I guess, of it all. I like the history, but not like the tradition of like let's wear the same jersey. Like you, I know you're really big on like when you're here, you wear this color, and when you're here, and when you do this. <laughs> Damn and right, I not, am. I like cool jerseys. 
I like throwbacks. I like, you know, show me cool stuff every week. And I'm like, uh, you know, just bright lights and just like all, you know, stare with my mouth open. I promise you, <laughs> I promise you, we are going to come back to this conversation when there's no sports to watch on TV. Because I'm going to come at you hard. <laughs> it keeps coming up today. I know. Uh, I, as for the game, I don't know if I want to pick this one. I, I think I'm just going to watch it and root for the 49ers and stay away from it because uh, I, I can't read it. But it would just be funny if the Cowboys lost. So that's where I'm going with it. Um, <laughs> next game, the Sunday night game. Are you sure? Wait, are you, before we go yes. on, are you sure you want to use your I don't want to comment on this game? Are you sure you want to use that on the 49ers game and not on the next game we're going to talk about? Would you like to talk about the Steelers, Tommy? Well, I've already I've already made dinner and yeah. Anna I think wants to go to is, sleep is early the couch tonight. Set up? Is the couch set up just in case? It's a pullout. It'll be fine. Um yeah, yeah. I you know what? I am going to choose my no comment game on this game. Because I don't think the next game is going to be as bad as we think it's going to be. The Chiefs okay, are favored. So the, the Chiefs are favored by twelve and a half, and the total is forty six and a half. I'm going to go first, so that way it'll be forgotten by the time you're done talking. The Chiefs are okay. going to win this game, but. Whatever the total pass attempts is for Ben Roethlisberger, I am hammering the over because he's going out swinging. <laughs> and with that, Jason, the floor yeah. is yours. I, I would probably – it's such a big number. These big number spreads scare me, like no matter what the team is, um, because you never know. Um, but I do think that we get the over. I think the Chiefs are a good enough offense. The Steelers have a good defense, but I think – the Chiefs are a great offense and know what to do in the playoffs. They know how to move the ball. Um, and I think, like, Roethlisberger is going to try to throw the ball. And I think Najee Harris is a confident running back. He's a very good running back even. Um, and so I think, like, we get a little bit of Roethlisberger magic in the playoffs. And and they do kind of stick around. Um, and I think because of that and the Chiefs scoring, the over does hit. I think like the over, like I think I would even take like a forty nine and a half over. Ooh, um, okay, an alternate like, line. I like. I think that. we're like going into the fifties probably because they stick around. Like I said, the I, I think that the Steelers do stick around. I don't like twelve and a half, even though I do think the Chiefs win. Um, so I'm going to stay away from the spread. The money lines, I would guess by looking at the spread, probably not worth it. In like the eight hundreds. So with the over on this one. Yeah, it's in like the eight hundreds. The money line for the uh, for the Chiefs. I'm going Ben total pass attempts. He's going out swinging and I'm going to support him 100%. I will be wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt uh and supporting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh Ben's going to go out swinging for sure. So uh Monday night that wasn't so bad. I think I can still sleep in my own bed tonight. Uh <laughs> I was going to say yeah, you're going to get yeah, you're going to yeah. yeah. Uh, do you need to blink twice if you're being held hostage like she is well, Anna in the room right well, now? Well, unfortunately, this is all audio, so you <laughs> wouldn't be able to tell. Uh, but as far as I know, she doesn't own a gun, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, she wouldn't. I mean, if she was going to use it right now, you would know. Uh, yeah, I, th yeah, there's so, no stomping right, well. down the steps, so that's a good thing. She may not even be listening, for all I know. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> uh, last game, uh, we got the Cardinals and the Rams. The Rams are favored by four. 
this is arguably probably the most interesting game to me because you have two teams who, in the last few weeks of the season, I have no idea who the hell they are. They are not who they've advertised themselves to be. The, the Rams blew it against the 49ers. The Cardinals blew it against the Seahawks. But they beat the Cowboys and the Rams had a couple big wins. Like, what the hell is going to happen here? Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. Um, I, I think that, like, yeah, we just watched these teams, like, break down so many times in the last couple of weeks. I, I, I expect the Rams or the Cardinals to break down and really just kind of die out on the field and, and their season just go out like a flame by, like, the second quarter and it really be a dominant showing from the other team. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you get to 50 points that way. So – I'm going to go with the under. Um, if I was, you know, if Anna's gun was to my head instead of to yours, um, I would probably <laughs> say that the Rams win this football game. Uh, but I don't like the spread either. Uh, with that spread, there's probably a decently close money line. Um, if yeah. it's like negative 150 to negative 200, even I might throw it in that parlay with the Bengals and the Bucks. Um, but I, I really like, just sticking with the under and watching one team kind of explode in the playoffs yeah. or yeah. implode in the playoffs. I, love, I, I think that happens. Yeah, I love this under with you. I'm totally there with you on that. But the weird thing about this game is the, the Cardinals are a better road team than they are a home team. I think we're forgetting that. And uh, <laughs> and the Rams, like, you've been on their case all year long about not having an identity, and I think I'm seeing it right now. And we got Matthew Stafford in the playoffs, which we've seen a couple times go terribly. Yeah. And he, you know, that last play of the drive in the 49ers game felt like a playoff moment. Yep. Um, you know, that's about as close as you get to a playoff moment. His The fate of his season wasn't in the balance, but the fate of where he was going to play next week hung on one pass, um, and he underthrew it by five yards. Yeah. Um, and, and so – so, yeah, I, you know, I, I could see it. And, you know, as you say that, I'm kind of talking myself into the plus four Cardinals. You know, maybe I do that. Um, but I, I like the under here because I think one of these teams just implodes. And it, if you go under, it doesn't matter which team it is. You just want one of them to do it. Yeah, for sure. I'm, yeah, I hear you. Um, you know, I, I want to do something with you here. I heard the uh, on 670 The Score, a uh, local radio station here in Chicago, uh, they did something interesting a few weeks ago, and I want to bring that the, the, to the table here between you and I. There's two of us, uh, and there's going to be one Super Bowl champion by the end of this, and we have 14 teams in the playoffs. So of the 14 teams, I would like to uh, see about doing a little bit of a fantasy draft with you here where each of us okay. takes seven teams. I'm going to write them down. And then uh, who we'll just see whose teams do better in the playoffs, I guess. Okay. All right. So All right, cool. uh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give who you goes the, first. I you know what? I'm gonna give you the first overall pick, and then I will and then okay. I will go after you, and we will go until there's no teams left on the board. How about that? I like it. And, and, you know, because you're giving me the grace of the first pick, I'll do the grace of making you not have to go with your arch rival. So I'll take the Packers first. Great. Great. Love it. Uh, Anna says in the chat that the Steelers better not be picked last. And there is a gun. So 
Jason, if you uh, if you if this thing ends uh, abruptly, I'm gonna good, count on you. Good thing we did it to live. Call the authorities. Um, okay, <laughs> so Jason is going to pick the Green Bay Packers. I'll tell you what, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs. I just think that offense is gonna find a way to get back into the into the Super Bowl, and I think they're pissed about what happened last year. Ooh-wee. Do I, I get Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in the playoffs? Yeah. I will take the Buccaneers. Okay. Uh, that might have been a mistake by me. You're absolutely right. Um, all right. So you got the Packers and the Bucks. I got the Chiefs. And then for my next pick, I think I'm going to go with the one-seed Titans. Uh, they're gonna, they might be getting Derrick Henry back here uh, and – they got to go through, everybody's got to go through Nashville to get to the Super Bowl. So I like having the one and two seed like you on the AFC side. Okay. I, I, that's a good pick. I like that pick. And I did forget about Derrick Henry coming back. Um, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to skip the rankings here and, and drop a little bit lower. Okay. And I'm going to go with the number four uh, rated in the AFC, the, the, the Buffalo Bills. Okay. That was going to be my next pick. So. So great pick, uh, I yeah. What do you? What are their odds this year? You know, what do you think? I don't know because like they're such a, I mean, such an example of the same thing. And I think with them and the Cardinals, both of them, whenever we talk now, I suffer from that. Like those were my teams at the beginning, and I kind of got I was wrong about them, so yeah. I hold like a grudge almost when they when they don't bounce back quick enough or. When they've had a bad week, I'm like way harder on the Bills than I should be. Um, so I, I don't think there's a great chance because I could see him getting knocked out in the first round. Um, but Josh Allen's a great quarterback, and when he goes off, two games is all they need. You know, put together with that, they have a decent run game. You know, they've been running the ball lately. They have a very good defense, and you couple that with a good playoff environment that they're going to get to play in. You know, against some teams, they're going to get to play this game. If the Raiders win, they'll get to play against – or, I'm sorry, um, who would we need to win for them? I believe it's – they would play the winner of which game? The so, the Bill, let's play. say the Bills beat the Patriots, um, and then it would depend on if either the Raiders or the Steelers beat uh, the Bengals or the Chiefs because if, if both the Bengals and the Chiefs win, the Bills would go uh, straight to Nashville to take on the Titans. But if one of the – one of the lower seed wild card teams wins, uh, then they will be saved and go to Kansas City, presumably, if they beat the Steelers. Yeah, that's a tough road. I don't. I don't think it goes through Pittsburgh, and I don't think it goes through Oakland. Um, so I don't. Um, or you know, so I don't think right. they get to play in Buffalo. Um, so I like with that in mind. I don't love their chances, but like I said, Josh Allen could get hot for the right three games, and it that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Packers, Bucks, and Bills for Jason. I have the Chiefs, the Titans, and I also am going to jump over to the other conference, and I think I am going to take those Rams from Los Angeles. I think they're going to be motivated to play in the Super Bowl that they're hosting, much like uh, the Bucks did last year. Okay, so an interesting part of strategy has now occurred to me as we talk through this. Um, we're now, none of us have, we've only picked one side of each game. So there aren't any games that, that have two, two of the teams picked. Yes. Do you want players, do you want your own teams playing each other? Like, 
is it a benefit for you to also have the Cardinals because you know you get a team going through, or is it a benefit to spread your picks out and I, not want them playing I, each other? I think, so some interesting strategy works in with this game at yeah, this point. Yeah, I think um, it's up to you. With that in mind, I, I'm going to pick the last game we just haven't touched yet and let, let you make the decision on which way to go strategy. Uh, I'm going to go with the team that I told you in the preseason would be better than people thought. And I, I love bringing it up because it's one of the only things I've ever been right about in football. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think that's a great pick. I do. They were going to be my next pick, and I'm a little mad at you. Which leaves me to have to take the Cowboys. Uh, don't want to, but I will. Uh, as far as the NFC goes, I think the Cowboys might be, unfortunately, the best chance to take down Green Bay, uh, which I really need them to do. But I will take the Cowboys, and actually, that leaves you with the stupid decision to make. Yeah, I miscounted, so I, I'd forgotten about the, the Cowboys pick, and that's a really good pick, too. I mean, they are still the three seed, and they are still extremely talented. Um, so I like that, and I'm going to go against you on a pick instead of against myself, um, and then you have to go against me on the up oh, the next one. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Okay. I'm going to take the Patriots. Okay. And then... Um, just so that you have to sleep on the couch tonight, I, th no, I think that I'm going to end up with the same, or the Steelers. Um, I'm going to take the 49ers for the next pick. 49ers. So here we go. Who's left here? Packers and Titans have been taken. Uh, the two seed Chiefs and Bucks, uh, the three seeds, uh, which are the Cowboys and the Bengals. The four seeds would be the Rams and the Bills. So we only have wild card teams left. So it would be the Eagles, the Raiders, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are who's left for the taking. Um, what's up, Song Sports? Uh, we're doing a draft right now. Um, I will be taking the Oak or the Las Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Ra the Oakland Raiders of Las Vegas. That's who I'm taking. So what we're doing is we're drafting the teams in the playoffs between Jason and I to see who does better. We have one team left. Jason's team so far is the Packers, the Bucks, the Bills, the Bengals, the Cardinals, the 49ers, and your final pick between the Eagles and Steelers from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Just so that I fulfill the prophecy and you do end up sleeping on the couch, I will go with the Eagles so that you can take the Steelers is the very I would last have, pick in this you draft. Know what, you know what? I would have taken the Steelers over the Eagles anyway. So take that. Uh, I I trapped you into exactly what I wanted you to do, uh, and I think I'm the winner of this draft. We're going to see. We're going to see. So one more time, give us the teams. One more time. Jason's teams for the playoffs are the Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, and the Philadelphia Eagles. My team, my... So here's what I'm going to do. Oh, okay. Each week, those teams that were just named, each week I'm going to parlay whoever's left that round of the playoffs <laughs> money line on all of them. I think we both have to do that. Because, yeah, because Wait, did why we... not? I don't want to take your money on this. Oh, the only... Okay, so, so I, I think... did the... I did the Chiefs and the Steelers. They're playing each other. But everybody else, I think, were opposite. I have the Eagles and the Bucks. Yeah. 
So, so if I would have taken the Steelers there at the end, I would have we would have yeah. been opposite on. No, everything. that's fine. So at, yeah, so after this week and then next week, yeah, we're just gonna give money back to the sports books. <laughs> Love it. We're, we'll show them. Yeah. All right. My team: Kansas City Chiefs, Tennessee Titans, uh, St. Louis Rams of Los Angeles, Dallas Cowboys, New England Patriots, Oakland Raiders of Las Vegas, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here we go, Steelers. <laughs> big Big Ben. Uh. So, man, we've covered a lot today. Uh. We did the NFL. We did college football. Talk some baseball uniforms. We drafted some teams. We talked a little bit of basketball. We both got bets on hockey. Uh, man, what an episode. This has been great. How are you feeling over there? I'm feeling great. I We actually went against each other on the Blackhawks game because I have the under, and it, it um, looks good actually right now. Looks um, good. So, and then I, I bet against my now ho- hometown hockey team of the Avalanche. Um, so we'll see about that. I do have some hockey bets I'm excited about. Yeah. Follow my uh, picks on action to see some AFCON bets. I hope that they have it on there. They don't always have every competition. So I'm hoping that we get some AFCON bets, but definitely some Premier League games yeah. um, over the next week that I'm going to be going in on. So For sure. We'll do that. Um, I, I will have some picks as well. I think I might do uh, a color cast on my lunch break. And, and talk some gambling, see if I can get some people to talk gambling with me tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. Um, Jason, thank you as always. Uh, this show is nothing without you and your giant head of wisdom. Um, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. We'll be talking about the NFL happenings. And uh, we have college football put to bed, so maybe we'll, we'll get some college football or college basketball takes for whatever reason. And some soccer takes. How about that? Absolutely. I'd love it. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, We'll do it again next week. We'll talk to you later.